This week on Glistening Particles. Most kids my age sit in their rooms every day playing Xbox or Fortnite. And I'm just like, you could be doing so much more. What is wrong with you? And it's not that they lack the initiative. It's that they don't know how to do it. So what I would say is just find something that inspires you and just go with it. It doesn't matter what it is or what you're doing. Just do it. This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Enjoying the light of all these glistening particles and want more? I've set up a Patreon page where you can subscribe for as little as $2 a month and get even more unique and new content. You'll find things like the bi-weekly pie series, which is super new, chat forum, live hangout sessions, even co-hosting opportunities, and more. There are so many rewards. Check it out at patreon.com slash glistening particles. Literally every subscription helps. Thank you for supporting my passion and allowing these stories to be shared far and wide. In this episode, I'm talking with Jonna Dunlap, and she is a very motivated, inspired, and creative young lady who is following her passion for baking, but doing more than that. Basically, she's turning it around and helping her community in so many ways, giving back to LGBT to the abused women and families, and she is just making a difference every day. So excited to talk with her. Here we go with Jana. Hey, listeners, we're doing something new today on Glistening Particles. I have my first ever under 18 year old on Glistening Particles. This is Jana, and she and I met at a birthday party, like for her dad, a while back. And um, I was so impressed with the cake that she had built, I guess, baked, built, <laughs> designed. <laughs> so let, let's go there. So hi, Jana. Welcome to Glistening Particles. Hi, Jen. I'm great. It's great to be here. Awesome. So I think it was kind of like this. Sometimes I meet people and, you know, like in normal form, I start talking to them. And then every question I asked you, your answer blew me away more and more and more. And I'm like, <laughs> what is going on here? Because when I was 14... I was pretty much reading books and chasing boys. That was pretty much the extent of everything I was doing. <laughs> so you yeah, seem to I have... don't really have that much of an issue with boys. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's tell people what you do. So you make cakes, uh, but you do more than that. So let's tell them about your bakery. Yeah, so I run in Pesadu Torcha Bakery. It's in Bloomington, Illinois, and my mother actually helps me a lot. 
But um, I bake cakes for anyone in the Bloomington and Peoria area. And sometimes I even deliver to Chicago. But um, most of my profit goes actually to non-for-profits like the Prairie Pride Center here in town or the Neville House, which is a domestic abuse shelter for women and their children who need to leave their house and just don't have anywhere to go. So that's pretty amazing to me that at your age, you're first of all running a business and then you're donating most of your profits to nonprofits. That's like totally amazing. You get that, right? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really, at first I had my partner, Emma, Mm -hmm. and she was, we were all very excited and we were like, we should totally start a bakery. It was just something that we came up out of, out of the blue. Like we both love baking, let's do it. And then like within a month, mom had our website, (laughs) clients. I was catering this enormous event in town. I think I made like three pavlovas and eight dozen cupcakes. And it was just insane. Like it just blew up so fast. And I was really surprised. How old were you when you started it? Um, I was 12, just turning 13. So it's been a couple of years now. So you're like a seasoned businesswoman now, right? Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. You know, My I, mother handles most of the business stuff. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. But I bet you're learning along the way, right? I mean... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So... What, like, I think we talked about when I met you, what your, what was your profit last year or what you, what your, your uh, revenue, like what you sold? Um, so usually I sell anywhere from one to six cakes a month, Mm -hmm. which brings in about 200 to $800 a month. Mm -hmm. And as long as I don't make over $25,000 a year, I don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> so you're, you're staying under that. But I think you told me something like $12,000 last year. And I was like, whoa, $12,000 yeah. and you're 13. You know, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah, I was really surprised with how much I was making. So yeah. how, do you, how, do you, how did you learn how to design and build these different kinds of cakes? I'm sorry, I keep using the Napoleon Dynamite reference, build a cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay though, right? Well, when I was, (laughs) yeah, yeah, totally relevant. When I was two or three, I started getting really interested in ballet and tap dance. Mm -hmm. And so my mom, whose friend Annalise McVoy was a ballet and tap dancing instructor, decided that she was going to take me under her wing and teach me how to dance. And her son, Zeke, was a fabulous cook. Okay. Like, amazing. And I decided that I wanted to also learn how to cook. So every morning I would show up like three hours before ballet (laughs) (laughs) and I would make everyone in ballet class omelets with Zeke. Wow. And then for birthdays, Zeke and I would make cupcakes and cakes and it was fantastic. I just got really interested in it really fast and it got to the point where I was like, oh, ballet doesn't really matter that much, but I still did it. Well, it's funny how one passion can lead you to another thing, right? That's, I think yeah. you're finding that. That's pretty amazing. So was Zeke a lot older than you that he was uh, able to like handle cooking if you were four or five or six doing ballet? He must've been older. Yeah. Right? So <clears throat> yeah, when I was like four or five, Zeke was probably 10. Wow. And so I 10. knew him. Jeez. Yeah. Everyone in the McVoy family is very talented. (laughs) I was going to say, is this like some sort of hub of like entrepreneurialship here in Bloomington or something like that? That's amazing. Yeah, actually, 
all of them got into Harvard. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, they all got into Ivy League schools like Harvard or Stanford. And this is the ballet teacher's family? Yeah. Um, A few years ago, they actually moved to New Zealand. So I had to find a new ballet instructor. But that worked out because then I learned how to make all vegan food because they were vegan. Okay. That's, are you a vegan yourself? Um, no, I could never do that. Too much commitment. <laughs> I like cheese. Oh yeah. Cheese is a tough one. I found that myself. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. when you started doing your business, your bakery business, um, how did you come up with your ideas then of what cakes you were going to make? What was your inspiration? Um, I had seen a lot of ideas on Pinterest or just like looking around on Instagram and I just really quickly found like the style of baking that I really loved. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely nude cakes. I call them nearly naked cakes. Okay. Yeah. You might um, need to describe that because like I've seen some nude cakes cake. on, on, oh, okay. Okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. They're barely frosted. Okay. So, uh, like you can see the layers of the cake and I just find that really appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a thing now, isn't it? Yeah, it's actually become really popular in the f- past few years. People are having like multi-layered wedding cakes and everything. It's really impressive. Right, and there's like hardly any frosting on them, which yeah. actually works for me because I never like frosting. I always would scrape it off and just eat the cake. So it's perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of frosting either. Mm-hmm. One of the very few frostings that I like is the Swiss meringue frosting, Mm -hmm. which is just butter, eggs, sugar, (laughs) and milk. Oh, yeah. That sounds perfect. Butter. Those are all the good, the top four good things, right? (laughs) What's been um, the most difficult cake that you've made? Um, The most difficult by far is probably the wedding cake that I made a few weeks ago for a couple that was getting married in town. Oh, tell me about it. What was it like? So it was a two-tier cake, Mm -hmm. vanilla buttercream cardamom cake, and it had Bailey's Irish frosting. Mm. And the top was decorated with berries and flowers, and I had this little gnome figure that I put on the top, and it was really cute. How did you come up with that cake uh, compilation? Like, what made you come up with those flavors and things? Um, my family is very much Irish and very much Italian. And I was like, (laughs) what do Irish and Italian people really like? And I was like, cardamom and Bailey's. Wow. That's incredible that you're insightful enough to figure that out. How did it taste? Did you get to taste it? Um, yeah. So when I bake the cake, I always taste it to make sure that it's not overcooked or undercooked or anything. Uh And it was absolutely amazing. It was super good. My mouth is watering. Anytime I talk with people about food on the show, I yeah, that's all it takes. Cake, cake. So I remember you telling me about some special cakes you were making for um, either for Pride or for something with LGBTQ. Uh, Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, so I made no two t- sides the same cheesecakes, which were two cheesecakes that I cut in half and then decorated specifically to be different types of cakes. So it was... Kind of like, um, I guess it was to like salute transgender people, I guess, because Mm -hmm. like, oh, you don't have to be the same. Even if you're one thing, you can be another. Mm -hmm. And most of my um, profit for that went to Prairie Pride. And I donated one to a 
LGBTQ picnic that was going on in town. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend. Oh, it was 18 years or older. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah. So I just dropped off the cake and went on my merry way. Uh huh. That's pretty amazing. That's really clever, though. I think that if people saw that idea, did you share those cakes on your website so people could see them? Yeah, I shared them on my Facebook and on my website. Mm-hmm. And I also think I shared them on my Instagram. Because I would love to share that with people. Um, just to, I think it's a really, really clever idea. You know, you have a lot of ideas. Is this, um, what do you find brings you your inspiration? Um, mostly just things that are happening in everyday life. Like for a birthday a few years, for a birthday last year, actually, I made a American Revolution cake where everyone was wearing the official Women's March hat, which is the pussy hat. Mm-hmm. And it's, they were holding protest signs and there were dinosaurs. They were running on dinosaurs. <laughs> and it was, I absolutely love that cake. I think I'm actually going to make one similar to it for my birthday. You'll have to give me a picture of that one. I can't even quite picture it in my head yet. (laughs) Yeah, I'll definitely do that. So one of the things that you told me about when I met you and cornered you and started asking you questions nonstop at that party (laughs) was that you were homeschooled. So I think that's a unique part of your story too. Um, How do you you like being homeschooled and how do you think that played into um, you being able to create your business at this age? I think being homeschooled probably had a lot to do with me having the time to run a business mm-hmm. and also having like the freedom to run a business. I mean, a lot of people that I know that are public school, they just barely have the time to go out and see a movie. Mm-hmm. And so being homeschooled and having the leniency that my online professors give me and my mom gives me, it's just so much easier to have a lot of free time, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy. So that said, you know, I've, uh, I've thought about if my kids were homeschooled, would they have, would they graduate? <laughs> so when you say there's a lot of leniency, um, do you find that you're able to still keep up with the um, progress to meet your graduation target? Um, yeah, actually, we're looking at giving me an early graduation this year so that I can attend Heartland Community College, which I would be taking three to four classes a year. And it would probably be... Yeah, a semester, but um, it would be really interesting for me to just be able to graduate this early because I'm already taking online classes that are Mm -hmm. at college level. And so it would be a lot easier for me to do that instead of being online. So you're saying that you might be able to graduate from high school at 15 or 14 and then go on to start taking community college classes? Yeah, and I'll actually probably, by the time I'll be 18, by the time I'm 18 and ready to go off to college, I'll probably have my associates. Uh-huh. So that would be great. That's amazing. Wow. I wish I did that instead of sitting in school all day being bored. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of um, states actually have the option for high school students to get their associates while they're still enrolled in public school, which I thought was a great idea because then you don't have to go to a two-year college in order to go to a four-year college, which is going to cost a lot of money. Do they pay for your two-year your two-year college then? Um, I'm not exactly sure how it mm. works, but I think that it was, they paid for a quarter of the cost of your classes. Mm-hmm. And then at 
the end of it, you would get reimbursed or something. Okay. I That's don't amazing. exactly remember how it worked, but it was great. When we were in North Carolina, that was one of our main reasons for wanting to move there. Oh, gotcha. That's amazing. So um, what do you think you'll want to study in college in you know, the two-year and onwards with a four-year degree? Yeah. Um, right now, I'm thinking business or maybe pre-med. Mm. Um, medicine has always been something that's definitely interested me, but now that I'm like running a business, maybe a business degree would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could do both. No one really knows yet. <laughs> so I have a lot of questions about cakes and good food, and I think that you're the one to answer them. So what is your favorite cake personally, like your cake flavor? Um, I actually don't have a favorite, but one of my personal favorite, but one of my very many favorites Uh (laughs) is a raspberry almond cake that I made myself for my birthday last year. Ah. It was an almond cake with raspberry frosting Mm. and raspberry garnish. And it was really good. Well, my mouth is watering again. So that's twice so (laughs) far. (laughs) Because I think almond is one of my favorite flavors in cake. Anytime almond is all good. Um, What is the, your favorite cake that um, that people have wanted to order again, not your favorite, but the one that people want again and again? Um, so one of my, one of my most popular cakes is actually my double decker brownie cake. Um, my mother has dubbed it the slutty brownie. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I don't want to know why. I don't really want to know why. (laughs) No, we do, but you can still go ahead and tell what you can. Well, um, there's not a particular reason that we named it the Slutty Brownie, oh, except okay. that it's just really good. <laughs> ah. It's a cake that you would want to marry. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. Brownie cake. But, um, I mean, if you put brownie and cake together all by itself, you know you've got a good thing, right? Yeah. And also my 18-layer brownie cheesecake cookie one that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> oh, it's my s'mores cake. Okay. It's, it has a graham cracker layer, a brownie layer, a cookie layer, a marshmallow um, puff pastry layer, like whatever that marshmallow puff is called. Oh, right. And right. a and like three different kinds of cheesecake. Oh my gosh, that's like that's like enough to make me pass out. I would pass out on that. <laughs> yeah, you can only have like one slice. Right, I'm sure. So the cake is actually like two feet tall. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That would be so, so fun I've, to see a cake that yeah. big. Yeah, I've made it like two or three times. The last time was for our city planner, uh-huh. I think is, is what his job is. Um, and he was absolutely astonished <laughs> that his wife, who's actually a baker, hired me to make her cake. Oh, wow. That's a compliment, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, she actually owns three bakeries. And now. asked you so to make was, the cake. Yeah, I was definitely... That was big. That was definitely a huge inflation to my ego. <laughs> Way to rock it, Jana, taking over from the local bakery people. That's awesome. What is it that helped you choose the nonprofits that you give your profits to? How did you choose them? Um, I choose them just on ideas and things that I want to support. I mean, definitely Prairie Pride takes precedence over a lot of things because a lot of my friends have gone there for support and to get out of their abusive household. 
And it just was really important to me that they get the extra funds that they needed to keep their doors open. Mm -hmm. Um, Neville House is really important to me because a lot of my friends' mothers have actually struggled with domestic abuse and have gone to Neville House to get the help they needed. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of them are really personal to me. Okay. But um, mostly it just has to do with current events and what's needed. So, yeah. (laughs) Have any nonprofits reached out to you directly for assistance? Like to... um collaborate with you? Um, yeah, actually I talked to Neville house about hosting their, um, uh, their fundraiser Mm -hmm. and catering for them. But I've also done a few nonprofits, um, events like the empower women, empower women events. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done one or two of those. Yeah, you're a rock star. On- I'm telling you, you are like a rock star. <laughs> when we look at the, the up and coming women of uh, our of your generation, I'm just blown away by the confidence and the the way that you're willing. You you want to support everybody in a way. Like you're not just selfish. You're, you know, worried about yourself. You're like, how can I make this world a better place? Like, hey, you went to the march, didn't you? In Chicago, yeah, I did. Tell me about I- that. So I've gone twice. Um, last time I was going to go with my boyfriend and his sister, but they have huge social anxiety like I do. And we're just terrified of the big crowds mm-hmm. and also everything that was going on with the shootings and everything. They just didn't want to risk it. Mm-hmm. But um, I went twice and it was absolutely amazing. Just everyone that was there, everyone was so nice and so supportive of absolutely everyone there. Mm-hmm. And the cops were just so nice. I wasn't expecting them to be that patient with us. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, people were being rather rude to them and like dangling donuts and sticks in front of them. And they were just so patient. I really like I have a special place in my heart for cops that put up with all of our stuff. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, you know, giving them a shout out. That's really nice. And your brother, I think, right, was at one point a police officer. Yes. Um, my brother, Kyle, who's actually in Ecuador in the Peace Corps right now. I know. Um, That's so cool. Oh my gosh. He's such a cool guy yeah. too. Your, your parents. Good job, man. They, uh, they're all, they're always really supportive of whatever we want to do. But, um, Kyle was a police officer, a police deputy in the Academy in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, actually it didn't work out. He was, he didn't get his eyes checked before his shooting thing and his eyes apparently have deteriorated like two or three points. Hmm. Um, so he failed his shooting test. Well, it looks like he made a good pivot, right? Yeah. And now he's teaching English in Ecuador. Right. How does he like it? He loves it there so far. Um, he is really big into running actually. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he can't run there. Why? Because the dogs chase after him. They have a huge population of stray, stray dogs. Uh-huh. And um, they just chase after him and attack wow. him whenever he's running. That's interesting. So I gave him, yeah, I gave him the idea to throw bologna over his shoulder <laughs> as he was running. But then the dogs, like, figured out that he was the one that had bologna <laughs> and would, like, just wait for him. Oh, Yeah. That's interesting. Like you don't realize the challenges in other countries or other 
other places, you know, that you wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have thought of that. Interesting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was wondering if you think, now this is a big question for a 14 year old, but it seems like you can answer big questions pretty well. Like, how do you think you have this amount of initiative that you have? Like, how do you think that happened? I think that probably a lot of it had to do with the people that were in my life mm-hmm. when I was growing up. Um, obviously my dance instructor instructors were a big part of it. My mother, mm-hmm. my mom, who was the mayor of our town for 14 years, I believe. Cool. Um, I didn't know that. Has, yeah. She was the mayor for 14 years mm-hmm. and she was actually appointed by our former mayor uh-huh. who was dying of cancer and he couldn't, uh, he couldn't do the job anymore. It didn't really pay well. And it was just a lot of stuff to put up with. Uh-huh. You're like battling cancer. Right, right. And so he passed the job down to my mom and she had been doing it up until three years ago now. Okay. Your mom was a mayor. I did not know that. Sort of fell in love with your mom too when I met her. She's just a, a really empowered woman where, uh, raising an empowered daughter, which is so cool. Yeah, she's, she's great. So if you know like... Um, if, if you were going to talk to kids, you know, in your age group who just sort of felt like maybe bored or they didn't know what to do, you know, to like get excited about something, what would, would you have any advice for them? So actually I'm very harsh when it comes to this. Okay. And it's that most kids my age sit in their rooms every day playing Xbox or Fortnite. And I'm just like, you could be doing so much more. What is wrong with you? And it's not that they lack the initiative. It's that they don't know how to do it. So what I would say is just find something that inspires you and just go with it. It doesn't matter what it is or what you're doing. Just do it. Unless it's graffiti. I tried that (laughs) once. Didn't work out. Okay. Okay. No, no graffiti. Okay. Cross that off the list. So what if they uh, don't feel like they have someone in their life? Like you talked about your mom and the other influential people. What if they don't feel like they have someone like that? How would you suggest they uh, get assistance to get, to take action? You know, there's a lot of places that you can find inspiring people. Here are, um, nursing home is a really great place. Um, just volunteering, finding something that you enjoy volunteering for and just finding that person that really inspires you, even mm-hmm. if they don't know you or don't talk to you, that's just totally fine because you don't really need someone that inspires you. You just need to have something that you want to do. That's really great advice. Like I think that advice, same advice could apply to adults as well. Like just volunteer yes. and get out and be among people and inspiring people will show up. They're just, they, you can tell when you find one. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if you go into, okay, you're thinking about going into business or medical, what kind of medical field were you thinking? Um, I would love to do something in peds, which is pediatric. Okay. Um, it's pediatric medicine, or I'd like to be a surgeon. I mean, I'm really great with doing things with my hands. Uh-huh. I do art, I do painting, I obviously do baking. And I think that just a surgeon would be a really great fit because I like running around places. I like just not having anyone to talk to for hours on end. <laughs> That's a good. Like point. being left alone in my own headspace. 
right. like a surgeon is a great person to be if that's what you like. I would think so. Although I think the nurses still talk to you when you're doing surgery. So you have to pay it, put up with them. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. So, okay, speed round on questions here. What is your favorite ingredient to use in a cake that you kind of go back to again and again? Um, my favorite thing is, it used to be coconut, but I figured out that I'm allergic to coconut. Yikes, okay. And I'm like, so disappointed. But now my favorite thing is probably fresh fruit. I like putting fresh fruit into things, and like mm. figuring out what would taste good with this fruit or something like that. Um, definitely uh, using like lavender. Mm. I used lavender in one of my cakes last week. And it was really, really great. So it was in the actual um, mix or like as a, a decoration? So it was in the actual mix to mm. just give it like a good scent and some flavor. Mm. But then also to like, I used it as a garnish. Okay. Really cool. Oh, I bet it was beautiful. Do you watch any cooking shows for ideas? Um, I used to be upset, obsessed. <laughs> like, I had a deep dwindled obsession with um, the Great British Baking <gasps> Show. Oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, the first season, like I could not get enough of it, but I, I kind of faded after that. But Yeah. And uh, I've been currently obsessed with... Um, Dumbo's Desserts, which just came out on Netflix. Okay. I've not seen and that one. It's it's really cool. I like some of the um, characters in there that um, use science to bake things. And uh -huh. it's just really cool, especially the detailed-oriented baking. What do you like to do for fun when you're not baking and planning your future? What do you do just to, like, chill out and have fun? Um, watching TV is a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But, um, it's almost like also, you're 14. I, wow. <laughs> well, I love ballet and okay. um, I love taking trips to Chicago to visit my friends and my boyfriend's up there and it's, it's great. But actually he's moving down here, which is great. Oh, when's that happening? Um, sometime within the next few months. Are your parents excited about that or bracing themselves for that? Um, my dad is bracing himself, but my mom's really excited because his mom is like her best friend in the entire world. Oh, interesting. Interesting. All in the family. I got it. All right. So well, I want to make sure people can find your website because you have, you have pictures of your cakes and things on there as well, right? Yeah. And we should mention that pretty much all your orders are just <clears throat> done online. That's how people order cakes. Yeah, things. so most of my orders are, they come over on Facebook or someone emails me from my website and is like, I need this huge four-tier quinceanera <laughs> cake this weekend. And you get busy. And I was like, <laughs> I'm done. I got this. <laughs> and I work like from 7 a.m. to 3 in the morning and get up and do it all over again. Oh, I love that. Does it feel like work or is it like fun? It. It's a mix of both. I mean, okay. some days I'm just completely and utterly done with baking and I want to throw the cake out the window <laughs> and just tell the people that they can keep their money. <laughs> but <laughs> other days I'm like, oh, this is really fun. As long as no one comes over and tells me what to do, I'm uh -huh. fine. Do you, um, have you ever had any like disaster cakes, like where it just didn't turn out and you're, you know, you can't deliver? Oh, so one of the cakes that I made a few years, like, 
few months ago, actually. It, um, I dropped it. <gasps> oh, that's like every, every baker's worst nightmare, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I was on my way out the door. And I was on my way to deliver it to Kira, who's one of my very good friends and actually one of my, I work with her a lot. She uh-huh. provides all of my flowers from my advent. She owns an amazing flower farm and it's just gorgeous. Aww. But I was making her business partner his birthday cake. Mm-hmm. And I was on my way to deliver it. I had it in my hand. I went to go open the door and I dropped it. Uh. Ouch. It just fell out of the box onto oh. the floor. And luckily I was able to save it. There oh, really? I had just I had just cleaned the floor, luckily. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there was like nothing on the floor. Right. And mostly it was just the berries that fell off the top. And That's like, amazing. Oh god. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I used to watch um, some of those baking shows and they would carry those ginormous cakes over to the table, it was like, that was too stressful for me to even watch, you know, because all that work and then it could be over with in just a split second. Yeah. Dropping a, dropping a cake or like a dozen cupcakes is probably like my worst fear <laughs> of baking. That where I'll like overcook it and people will say that they don't want to pay me. Oh, that's not nice. Yeah. But that, I guess it happens, right? So that's why you taste test them all now, just to be sure. Yeah. Yeah. So do you um, bake like an extra pan of it so you have something to taste? So there's um, this thing that we call leveling. Uh-huh. It's where you take a either a knife or a lever, a leveling tool. Mm-hmm. Pardon my English. I've forgotten how to speak. <laughs> um, and you just cut the top of the cake off where it's kind of domed at the top. Mm-hmm. And then that's what I taste from. Oh, gotcha. And the rest of the cake is like fine and it's ready to be frosted. Right. And usually they end up good, but sometimes I have to recook them. Okay. That's amazing. I I think out of all the cakes I've made in my life, I probably had a 50-50 success rate, which is not anything <laughs> to brag about for sure. Um, so tell us your website so people can find you and your Facebook. So it's go. What is it? Okay, so it's impezzo di torta bakery.com. So that's, let's spell um, it. It's U N P E Z Z O T O R T A bakery. Yep. Okay. Wow, and I got it. That's awesome. Yes, you did. <laughs> that was really impressive. I can't even spell it that fast. And then my Facebook site, my Facebook is the same. You can just search me up in the search bar and it's okay. impezzo di torta.com okay. or bakery on Facebook. And then my Instagram is Impezzo Torta Bakery. It's all pretty simple. It's okay. Same thing for everything. <laughs> same for everything. That makes it easy to find you. Well, this has been really yeah. fun because, again, the first, uh, I guess, minor or under 18 person that I've had on the show, but I was just so blown away talking with you when we met and hearing about all the things you're creating. So I really appreciate you spending time with me today. Yeah, not at all. I, I had a really good time. Awesome. That's how we liked it. We try not to torture here. It's usually you know, a good time. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to hearing more about you as you move into the future and all your new businesses. Yeah, thank you. I'm actually really excited. All right. Take care, Jana. Bye. Bye. So that was pretty interesting. Having a conversation like this with someone who is still developing into an adult. And I loved how she has such a strong sense of self at her age already. I think we're seeing that more and more in this next generation than we did in um, any time that I can remember, at least. And I'm excited for that. 
because these are the kids that are going to change the world. These are the kids that are going to reverse the things, turn around the things, improve the things that we have seen deteriorating. And I'm so excited for that. So I was wondering in your world, do you have a young person who's doing similar things, you know, out there changing the world minute by minute by baking things or what, however they're contributing? I would love to hear about them and I would love to hear from them. So please share. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll talk with you next time. So are you following your passion, inspiring people and willing to share your story? Then find me because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.